0: Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt.
0: And your co-host, Allie.
1: Allie, here we are <laughs> in August. August. Wow, yep. back to school. Summer's winding down. Poor kids, <laughs> getting ready for fall. Yep, it's one of my favorite times of year. You think love fall? Yeah,
0: I do love fall too. Yeah, I, I'm it excited. used to be summer, but yeah. now it's too dang hot.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited for for fall, for football, for all that stuff that comes along with it. But uh, you know, one of the things. Kids are getting back to school. Mm-hmm. Fall sports are heating up.
0: Back to school. back to sports.
1: That's right. And um, you know, you might be thinking this is kind of like maybe one of the first years things are kind of like closest to normal as possible. <laughs> you know, "quote unquote" normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've we've come out of the the COVID Bubble. fog and yeah. whatever. And you know, most of the schools, thankfully, knock on wood, or unmasked yeah. and kids are getting back into activities and things like that. So. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about our clinical corner article yep. for August, and it's kind of uh, goes along those lines with that topic. So for our student listeners out there, oh, um, the question: let's say you're on your clinical and you get posed a question. Hey, um, I had COVID or my son or daughter had COVID. Does that put them at in an increased risk for injury? And you might wonder.
0: Interesting. Hmm.
1: I don't know the Things answer.
0: Things make you go? Hmm.
1: Yeah. So this article that we're going to talk about kind of tries to answer that question. Um, you know, we want to try to figure out and learn a little bit about this, um, you know, It's got to be
0: something so new for medical students out there. Like, obviously, it's so recent history, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we like just, it's we just, just don't know enough, you yeah, know. So, so unknown. I yeah. can't imagine what the test questions would be like.
1: Well, now there's some information, and so... Uh, This study looked at musculoskeletal injury um, to look at after COVID uh, infection. Is it any different than other infections? So
0: this must be a really recent article.
1: It is. It's hot off the presses. This is from the August 22 uh, Journal of Orthopedic and Sports Physical Therapy edition. So we like to keep it fresh.
0: Yeah. As always, we're on top of it.
1: That's right. So what they did is they looked at high school athletes in this article, um, in the years of 2019 and 2020, and then 2020 and 2021. So kind of right in the peak of, you know, all the COVID infections. Um, they looked at athletes from six States from Alabama, Delaware, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Okay. Widespread. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wide area there. Um, And the high schools had to participate in all three sports seasons. So if the high school didn't...
0: So not just all football players.
1: Correct. Okay, Yeah, so they wanted to kind of mix it up. And it's mixed between male and female athletes, too. That was
0: my next question.
1: Exactly. And then so what they did is they kind of did a retrospective study, um, and they were utilizing the data that the high schools had through the athletic trainers and through the medical records. Um, There was a total of 98 thousand athletes what? yeah so pretty big study I mean there they were stud- okay 43,000 like female <laughs> and 55,000 male participated That's insane. yeah so when they looked at it um, the encouraging thing is that even though the um, there was a little bit higher incidence so in uh, terms of infection it was up like 0.8% so not a huge increase in sickness during the COVID years. So I think that shows that, and we kind of knew this, like the high school population, at least in those years, w- wasn't getting a ton of COVID anyway. Yeah. So kind of a about a 0.8 increase, but even with that increase and they normalized it. So if you had the flu, were you any more likely to have a musculoskeletal injury after that versus if you had COVID? And they did classify these into um, just uh, mild cases and then moderate and severe cases. Oh, okay. And even in the moderate and severe cases, the good news is that folks didn't seem to have any increased injury risk.
0: Oh. Yeah. Did you answer our own question? I think <laughs> I think we did answer the question.
1: Okay. So I think if you were asked, you know, if you had COVID and you were, you know, returning to, to sport, does that put you at a higher risk? I think the answer is no, you know, yeah. not inherently. Um, obviously, I think it's important if anytime you've been off the field for whatever reason and you get ready to go back, you make sure that you have all your faculties and capabilities about you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think returning too soon, especially with COVID and some of the respiratory stuff, I don't know that it would necessarily set you up for injury, but you'd want to make sure that that was cleared and you were conditioned uh, physically and ready to go. But I think if you've taken those steps and you're working with qualified professionals, I don't think that it's going to um, add to your potential injury risk.
0: So you hear a lot of stories like some people really think that they were like hit by a truck after COVID, which I understand, knock on wood, I didn't have any symptoms like that if I did have it. But um, what do you say to those people who really like think that it's going to detriment like everything in their future?
1: Well, I think it obviously affects. I mean, it's such a still process we're learning about it affects a lot of different people in a lot of different ways Um, and certainly we've treated patients we've even interviewed patients on this podcast um, you know that had COVID and had uh, you know really bad effects of it Mm -hmm. Um, I think particularly in the population we're talking about in this article in the high school population um, do you you think it'd be
0: different with like NFL players
1: Well, that's interesting. I mean, I I I think referencing football, but (laughs) yeah, it'd be an interesting study if they took this to the next level. You know, um, and they looked at uh, incidents following college, incidents following professional athletes. I think that it would probably show the same results. Would be my guess because I'm not really sure if there's anything specific uh, to the COVID disease that would really set you up for injury. Like I said, other than maybe the deconditioning factor, yeah. Um, and what if about you were
0: like pre-existing conditions that like COVID took you down.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that um, you know. I don't think musculoskeletal wise yeah. it would necessarily uh, increase those unless it contributed to just you being overall weaker and more deconditioned. Um, but I think that you know, if you're an athlete and you get COVID, I think once you recover. Uh, and you're ready to play you feel ready to play i don't think you have to have a fear about an increased risk of injury getting back on to the field or the court or the ice or whatever any different than you would if you went back after strep throat or the flu or a sinus infection i think it's all similar I you think know that i, th- makes sense, I yeah. think it's a sickness yeah um, i don't know that it necessarily and this article supports that that it necessarily raises your risk of injury for musculoskeletal problems
0: yeah i think we're so recent you know And still, fresh wounds from COVID, I guess you should say, that we think of it less as like a respiratory or like a cold or something like that, rather than like a world pandemic where everyone's affected, like a scary thing. Yeah. And
1: I think that's probably where we're transitioning to as we do get back into normal, you know, normal life, normal normal school, normal activities. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to fall into the category of influenza, you know, strep throat, Uh, typical normal sickness, and you follow those rules, you know, when you're symptomatic and have a fever, you stay Mm -hmm. away from folks and you rest, but after that, you know, you pretty well go back to to normal. Yeah,
0: and you're still seeing, speaking of back to school, um, you're still going to see, like, some people are, oh, I got COVID again, and it's probably lesser and lesser if they're getting their vaccines, but... I think it's going to become like, like you said, like the next flu and that kids shouldn't be worried about, you know, staying in school and staying on the court or basketball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that we can give good advice, you know, again, one of our purposes with direct access to Oxford Physical Therapy Podcast.
0: You still got it.
1: (laughs) Is to make sure that we get good information out there. So uh, this is current. This is, you know, valid information to say, um, you know, if you have concerns, again, Maybe maybe this is the first year kids are like, well, I was doing homeschool or I was, you know, doing something different. I'm Mm -hmm. going back to school this year and maybe they did have COVID and they're unsure. Are they safe to play or whatnot? I think once you've been cleared and conditioned, I don't think you're at an increased risk of injury um, just because you had COVID. So I think that. Um, you know, parents out there listening, uh, you know, I think you can take that information for, for what it's worth, and, and hopefully this can be, you know, the beginning of, you know, kind of getting things back to normal with not just athletic participation, but school and social activities, and our kids can, especially our high school kids, can kind of have normal high school you know, career and experience, (laughs) because I know so many of them during the last couple of years, so much was interrupted. Right.
0: That's it makes me sad. But do you want to give any um, other while we're on like back to school, back to sports topic, any other like five most like the best things that someone can do to get ready to get back to school, back to sports?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think that a lot of the high school athletes probably have been pretty active in If they're playing a fall sport, they've probably been pretty active in practice and in conditioning over the summer. And so I think now they add school on top of it. So Mm -hmm. they have a seven- or eight-hour school day, and now they have a busy practice day. So I think a lot of them over the summer probably had the opportunity to stay up late and sleep late, and now they're (laughs) getting up early. So I think first and foremost, uh, you know, making sure that they're getting a good sleep balance and preparing themselves for their day. I think a lot of them probably were used to being able to be at home and drink water or eat whenever they wanted, things like that. So I think you need to plan not only your hydration throughout the day so that you're making sure, you know, it's uh, still in the 80s and 90s, Mm -hmm. you know, even though we're back to school and most schools may be air conditioned now, but the practice fields aren't. So I think keeping hydration up for sure, uh, keeping your rest up, and I think planning out your nutrition and your meals, you know. Um, there's a, you know, little gap after school and then you go to a two or three hour practice and you haven't eaten since noon. Mm-hmm. You know, you might need some sort of healthy snack in between. Right. You know, just Protein. to keep. Exactly. <laughs> just to keep your, you know, keep your uh, energy up and your body ready to go.
0: I don't think kids know, like, how important, like, sleep and eating are. Like
1: Well, I think that's right. I think when you talk about factors that, you know, lead to, you know, injury and decondition, you know, situations, I think. The healthier your body is, the more adapt you're going to be to take on the stress of whatever sport or activity you're doing and right. the more prepared you're going to be.
0: And I think that, you know, comes with age. Like they think that going to sleep early is a punishment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I read a funny thing that um, it said that when I was a kid, I couldn't wait to be an adult and stay up as late as I wanted. And then when I became an adult, an adult, I realized that was nine o'clock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say nine o'clock is a good time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, I think on top of all that, you know, as things do get busier uh, back to school, you know, and you are doing school straight to practice or straight to a game, straight home, homework, you know, bed, things like that, sometimes the maintenance type, you know, flexibility, conditioning type work falls by the wayside a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think making sure that you don't tighten up, making sure that you don't, um, you know, lose what you've gained over the summer. So I think maintaining your conditioning with – you know, at least some maintenance flexibility and probably some maintenance strengthening stuff throughout the season is going to help keep you going. You know, some of these, you know, fall sports, whether it be football or soccer or cross country, you know, they might have been conditioning since May or June and there might go until November or December. So, you know, that's a pretty long, you know, six month process. So, I think if you uh, don't keep yourself prepared, then that's when injury can set in. And so I think at the first sign of of soreness or injury, remember, (laughs) you have direct access and you can stop by any one of our offices. We do free injury screens and we can start some physical therapy. We'd always rather treat things on the front end than wait for it to get worse.
0: Right. And keep your kid on the field. That's right. And the most importantly, that they have fun, right? That's right. <laughs>
1: it's a short period. So enjoy high school and uh, we wish you all the best.
0: And if anyone is still, you know, listening, who hasn't got the gist of the answer to the question, do you want to just throw it out there in case they just skip to the end? Yeah,
1: if they if they missed it, I think if you were a, a PT student, say you're on a clinical and you get asked, you know, I had a really bad case of COVID. Does that make me more likely to have a, a sprain or a strain or a musculoskeletal injury? Um, You know, at least in the high school population, I think this article supports the fact that it really doesn't. There's really no increased risk of uh, injury after COVID compared to any other, um, you know, illness out there, whether it be strep or flu or whatever. So I think that's a a good point. I always like to Mm -hmm. advertise the good points about COVID and, you know, the good things that we find. So I think this is a good finding, and I think we can hopefully build on this for for other good things.
0: I think people use um, COVID as an excuse sometimes too. Maybe, yeah. Which I still want to keep in my back pocket. But (laughs) for this reason, now everyone knows it doesn't affect you.
1: All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky. Where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a B visit. Please write a review, send us a comment, or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.